Hey friend, it's Forrest, your favorite librarian. Thanks for joining me. Let's get started. And we're back. <laughs> hey guys, it's Forrest, your favorite librarian. And thank you for joining me for episode two. You know, sorry this episode is a little delayed, but I'm glad we're together again. And this episode is entitled, Applying What You Know. You know, our first episode, we explored the importance of interest and how it can help you define your passion and your strengths, but also to articulate and define your weaknesses and how to examine them and also see how we can utilize them to elevate to our best self, the best version of to whom we are, you know, becoming a creation of your imagination is one of the greatest reflections and illustrations of true independence. And I want you to have that experience everywhere you go and throughout life. And so applying what you know is a part of that journey and to support you and to provide you those tools. And so let me give you some, excuse me, some possible titles before we start this podcast off that can, um, provide you a range and that's one thing I like to also sort of showboat when I talk about my Instagram is that my Instagram provides a range of black and queer people of color literature so you can explore a web of intersections so you can arrive to the conclusions that best serve and support you support excuse me the countryness coming out me lord Um, so when I say serve and support you, let me just go ahead and suggest a few books. So first of all, off the top, The Brilliance of Color Black by Charles Moore, who is a brilliant art historian and curator and collector, but just his, his articulation of art history and um, black art history is just brilliant. Also, uh, Master of Poison, which is a beautiful fiction title by Andrea Harrison. Um, and of course, oh, another fiction title as The Wicked Watch by Tamron Hall. Um, I would also say that if we wanted to go more into a nonfiction, more of a uh, innovative and intricately uh, intimate na- narrative, I would say Miseducated by Brandon P. Filling or, um, and some may not even, um, say, but I would say Shallow Waters again, which I mentioned on the first episode by Anika, uh, Copert or K-O-P-A-C-Z. Uh, I know I don't pronounce her name, um, well when I do mention it, but I need to get better in that. Uh, and also the last one would be, um, which is a queer title, uh, black, I mean, um, a queer title is, um, entitled, uh, Beautiful Bottom, Beautiful Shame by uh, Catherine B. Stockton. And so these titles, I believe, will provide you just, oh, oh, and also, which is a fiction title, sorry, <laughs> don't mean to uh, startle anyone, All Her Little Secrets by Wanda M. Morris. Mwah, beautiful. And, you know, these titles really helped me to see that after I saturate myself on what I've read, whether it be through an audiobook or it'd be through me actually just sitting down and carving out the self-discipline to read 30 to two hours of a day, 30 minutes to two hours of a day, excuse me. Or however, I just carve out that time for myself. Reading helps me to just structure my mind and my thoughts and, and 
subsequently my my footsteps and how I walk in that. And so let me provide you some examples or possible ways that you can apply what you know and what you read. One, and this is possibly the greatest and my highly recommended way is journaling. Journaling helps you to visit versions of yourself past versions and even to revisit the past in positive ways in hindsight and this is important to document not only progress growth and your evolution but to whom you are now and how it is important to be kind to yourself you know when you look back on to whom you once were or are even today or to whom that you're trying to find an attachment that is healthy with It's important that kindness be a part of that journey. You know, when we have conversations with our inner child, that inner dialogue is important. But what is that tone? And does that tone mimic something that you've experienced in your life? And so there's certain titles like Becoming by uh, First Lady Michelle Obama and uh, God Help the Child by Toni Morrison. Beautiful title. And I would also say, which recently came out um, in August 2022, the Matter of Black Lives uh, writings from the New York Times. I think it's it's edited by Jacob and uh, Derek uh, Ramrick. These titles truly help you to see the importance of mindfulness and how to apply it through everyday life with stillness, calmness, but how kindness with yourself provides you to Provide a blanket of mercy and grace through every step you take, even when you make mistakes and when you make mistakes to embrace them as they will assist you to see what you don't understand, what you not fail to see, but what you have yet to accept or yet to wholeheartedly see, you know, an open heart is an open mind and vice versa. So when I say And I say this often, a lot of people, they always ask, why do you say wholeheartedly? Because I try to move every step, if consciously possible, with my whole heart, which will ultimately open my mind. And that's what I want. If my mind is constantly open, I'm, I'm, if illustrated, a sponge, and I'm constantly absorbing when I'm around. And that's the kind, that's the nugget of wisdom I want to pass to someone else. You know, for example, when we explore and look at Becoming by First Lady Michelle Obama and she reflects on her childhood, there there's a sense of innocence, but also through her curiosity for her own womanhood and how she would express her individuality. And as she began to through her collegiate years and before she met President Barack Obama, how she had a life of her own and how she applied what she knew, not only through her experience, but through her education. When we think about education, it's the traditional sense, institution, institutions, excuse me. And ultimately we need to attach, we need to attach institutionalism and how ultimately that structure is, it benefits some, but to all, it's not a one fit, one all system. And (laughs) sorry guys that's my cell phone and yes I am a blurred that's a minor from Power Rangers uh (laughs) oh that's my ringtone but you know when we think about traditional structures of learning 
and systems of education, it is usually in a school or in a building of learning that is funded or maintained through a public governance or system that is voted on through a reflection of democracy. And that's a beautiful uh, idea, although its execution may not um, its current execution may not serve that entire principle and prioritize all people and intersections and identities among the gender expression expression and and spectrum. Excuse me. Whoo, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> but that you can, through your own exploration of your interests, educate yourself, and that education is just as valuable. And let me just say that, long story made shorter, your exploration of your interests, your refinement of your skill through your own self-discovery is an education. And through that, that is a building block. It is something. And so what I want to encourage you all through anyone under the sound of my voice is that as you grow and evolve, even with the little information you have, with the small access to, to the things that you want, with the resources that you have are able to spare, you are doing something wonderful. Keep going. And that's what I like to share. And, you know, neutral learning environments, which many of my even library professionals will even combat me on this. There are neutral learning environments. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Amen. Neutral learning environments like libraries and museums are important. And let me just go ahead and and reiterate my definition of a neutral learning environment. A library, public and some academic libraries provide a neutral learning environment where a patron that abides by their policies and objectives is able to explore and utilize the resources that reflects the interests of the community and the transit community that it serves. And that when the community does not feel as though they're being seen or heard, they have every freedom, right, and access to raise their concern or inquiry, where then it can be met and satisfied and duplicated so others can also meet the needs of their community. And that in itself is a neutral learning environment. And when we look at the progression of academic and public libraries, yes, they originally innately were not serving of all people of color, intersections, or gender identities or or expressions. But yet, through our acceptance and through our execution of proper humanity, and practices to include others around us. The true art of inclusivity. Public and some academic libraries are able to serve and support its community. And the same for many, 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 excuse me, many museums as well. These are visual learning and visually stimulating and satisfying environments that provide a similar experience and education art imitates life and what greater way to absorb it through some contemporary artists and masters and the masters as well let me just say that because there are some contemporary masters and I say that strongly not loosely 
You know, when we study the masters in school and also when we are self-taught, because there are a lot of self-taught artists in this world. And that's why I say self-discovery, self-education is also valuable education. It's because it's not the information that's so important, but it's how you apply the information, which is why when we look at during slavery times in the American South and all throughout the American countries, excuse me, American states and both Americas, excuse me, North and South, excuse me, I'm, ooh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. We look at how the lack of access for people of color to education truly shaped many communities and also infrastructures and how the pursuit of such is so important because a mind is a terrible thing to waste, but yet with, but yet with access to a circulation of information you were able to truly redefine and rehabilitate and re recreate your life your lifestyle your life choices and many people I believe don't value that as they're taught that if they want an education a proper a solid a traditional that they must go the traditional route and for some that is best and for others it does not serve their purpose in life and through your purpose your passion And through your identity, these three things, you find balance. And education and information will assist you with that. So, my first example and also recommendation that comes first and always is journaling. The second is communication. And for many of those, like myself, that are introverts, communicating in other ways is different. So, let's break down communication. One. Figure out the language you communicate in. For example, myself. I'm an introvert, but I'm animated. So to many, they perceive me as an extrovert. So they expect me to be very bubbly all the time. Or that I'm willing to just talk about very deep things. Things that engage or summon me to do a great deal of emotional labor on my end. And that's objectively speaking. And so what I do to combat that, to find balance, is that I figure out ways for myself to be present in the moment, but not to absorb all that is coming towards me. That way I'm able to digest the information, provide insight if I choose or feel it is best or warranted, and then move forward. Some things are best left exactly where they are, said and performed there, and not to meant to be carried to the next moment, day, month as that can bog you down you know energy cannot be created or destroyed it is transferred and the energy that you absorb that is transferred to you it also holds in the body until it is transferred later I believe and I want you as you absorb the energy through specific books and as you journal and funnel it out and also which is the second objective communicate is figure out the language you communicate in And so for myself, I try to be as, one, present in the moment, two, use brevity, start small with my communication, repeat certain quotations that I've read from certain books that felt resonated with me. That way I'm able to build the confidence and strength to say what I truly want, but I'm utilizing the words that reflect how I truly feel, which serve the same difference, or excuse me, the same purpose. (laughs) Now, the third thing, breaking that down, 
is that when communicating and figuring out your language that you communicate in, it's important to verbalize that. For myself, I try to let others know, you know, as I'm an introvert, I have a, a cup. And as I pour and pour and pour, eventually, when it hits a certain level, I stop. And I let others know, eventually, they too figure out a way to serve me as well. That way, in a way, if you were able to visualize it, we're playing singles tennis. But the, it's always a fluid motion because we found that frequency. And for some, it's not easy. And for some, it's not difficult, but it's for you to figure out. And so a book I think that could definitely assist you with that is Her Honor that came out um, this year, October 2021, by Ladoris Hazardous Cordell. Um, it's a beautiful book. It's by uh, a black attorney, excuse me, a black judge um, and her story, her narrative and just her pursuit of individuality, individuality and her expression of independence and her pursuit of her J.D., her her just just her web and the six degrees of her professional and law career is just black brilliancy. And she simply comes from the pool of black genius. Oh, it's just breathtaking. That narrative and just, mm. and you know, again, if you're going to read Her Honor by Ladoris H. Cordill, definitely read uh, Miseducation by Brandon P. Flemings. It too, paired with that book, is something just wholeheartedly breathtaking. So let me move forward now with applying what you know. If journaling best doesn't serve you, and communicating, communication, excuse me, is something that you are exploring that's definitely not your strong point, let me also provide you this, the third, community. For introverts like myself, I enjoy being alone, but I also recharge being in a room with others and not engaging with them, simply people watching or doing my own thing as they do their own. Bees in a hive, as you would think of it. We're all doing our own thing, functioning for our own purpose. But we're all in the hive. And that's how I like to think of it. And when I go to coffee shops or when I'm out getting groceries and I have my headphones on and I'm jamming. Or whether I'm home or I'm checking the mail and there's others around me. It feels nice. And in these small moments... I'm able to recharge and I'm able to reflect on certain chapters, certain things that I, certain things that just hmm, heavily resonated with me. If I heard it from an audiobook. I'm able to recall it through these moments because they remind me of some of the greatest portions of books that truly allowed me to see and hear myself presently hear and see my inner child in many ways. And you know, when you talk to your inner child, you're truly traveling through time and in some ways still. Because in, in order to truly evolve, you don't flee. It's not fight or flight, you're still. And when you're still and you're talking to your inner child, having that inner dialogue, that's sort of time travel is a stillness. We're able to calmly, in a way, deal with the chaos that's internal. And that's all beautiful. <laughs> now, 
what I also want to offer you as you apply what you know through the third with communication with excuse me community is go if you don't like going to bookstores or coffee shops definitely check out virtual book clubs or create one of your own you can always find a community through virtual book discussions or chats through platforms like facebook or clubhouse or even instagram believe it or not as there have been book clubs that have actually cultivated through my um comment section so you never know you know visibility provides vulnerability and and also vice versa when you're vulnerable there's a sense of transparency so others are seen when they resonate with some of the things that you express and so when you express certain things you like and others also too you build upon things that others may not see or wholeheartedly been aware of. And this provides so much information, a circulation, and this adds. And I want people to value this. You know, even information in the comment section, it's valuable. And I want people to understand that it may not necessarily be important to utilize that as a primary source, but as a secondary source, because it provides a perspective perspective it is essential to utilize it to gain insight on all angles of a picture of different views remember a viewpoint is simply that and when you view a horizon it is so wide and yet so narrow and yet greater than what you can imagine which is why a point upon a line is something to explore in all its entirety. So viewing other viewpoints, other perspectives is so important. So friend, with journaling as the first and second, communication, third, community, you know, I offer this last one, reflection. You know, when you go within, it's important that you explore what's there. But don't stay there. And sometimes we create walls or we, in a way to funnel out what many consider as baggage, but past traumas or attachments, soul ties almost, or things that weigh us down from growing to become our highest self, elevating to our higher self. It's important that when we, when we transcend that energy that holds us down that we put it in places or that we transfer it in places that do not harm us presently or again and so sometimes that energy becomes walls and we don't want to live behind them or use them as guys you know many of us are navigating a maze that we have built and we don't even know why we even built the maze Once we build one wall after another, after another, after another, a room after room, we need to get out. It becomes a four wall room and then a three wall room and then a maze and then a labyrinth. And pretty soon it becomes a world. And, you know, even Batman left his fortress of solitude because you can't live there, but you can visit it and you can stay there as your happy place. But it cannot be home. There are other places where that greatness, that goodness, that sweetness. And so 
<laughs> Journaling, communication, community, reflection. These are options for you to apply what you know. When you read great books like Master of Poisons by Andrea Harrison or When You Look at Us by Harris or even Witches Steeped in Gold by Smart, you know, books like this, they provide you a window to explore a whole nother perspective, a viewpoint. But it's up to you to see how to apply it. Consider it as extended family members providing you different stories. And every time you open a book, it's a different family member. And you don't have to visit them again or, as I say, read it again. <laughs> Keep in mind, I'm a licensed librarian. But what I want to offer you is that each time you open that book, you can revisit what they have to presently offer you. And as you follow each author or series, you gain insight among its, among its own world or universe. And then you can apply it to your own world and universe. And so I believe in you, friend. Even if you start as small as children books and graphic novels and newspapers, that's something. Read. Or a collection of short stories or novellas or audiobooks. <laughs> That's still reading. Or maybe you like something a little, little, little bit more thicker, like myself, like a novel. Or you like to binge a series, like Tolkien. Or a Toni Morrison, like Love or Sula. Or King Solomon, or The Bluest Eye. <laughs> These reads will help you as you redirect, rehabilitate, and redefine your life. And you know, I was wrong. I said I was done at four with reflection. No. Let me add to that list of things, tools, and ways you can apply what you read and what you know. One, journal. Two, communicate. Three, community, our co collaboration. <laughs> Four, reflection. <laughs> but most, most importantly, I think it's five. Having fun. <laughs> you know, when you're having those moments with your inner child, they shouldn't always be so serious. As your inner child learns to trust the adult version of you, to make decisions, to speak for every extension of who you are. Have fun. Explore your wonder. Be childlike. If you didn't get to read those R.L. Stein books or even buy them during the Galactic Book Fair, read them now. Start there. Are the Hardy Boys? <laughs> Read them now. Who's judging you? Who's even going to know? And whose business is it any damn way? And that's the beauty of a library. You can walk in, find out how to gain access to a library card and to get one. And they are professionals like myself, librarians, library staff that can assist you confidently and through a 
and through a private relationship because they legally cannot share that information with people about what your interests are. So when you go to the counter and you ask, hey, I really want to find out about natural births and black doulas and black birth workers. Can you help me with that? That whole conversation is private. When you go up and say, you know, I want to go up. I want to, I want to, I really want to research about no fapping. No what? No fapping. Oh, I've heard about that. Give me one minute. As a librarian looks up some keyword terms and some information about some resources, they're able to help you find out information on semen retention, which is the, or one of the uh, appropriate terms to use for that. So when we explore our interests at libraries and neutral learning environments, they provide us also, and they help to improve our vocabulary so we can also verbalize our interests. So that way, when you explore certain things that you see, you can gain insight on how to ask for the things that you want. So then you can duplicate some of the things that you have seen. And that's so beautiful. Because through that interest, you can also refine your independence. And I think that is so powerful. That is so powerful and it's so beautiful. So, (laughs) as we round out this episode of our podcast, let me also do a check-in with you all. (laughs) And possibly give you all a bit of homework for our next episode. You know, each episode of Favorite Librarian Podcast is a building block. So whether or not you listen to the episodes in order, you can build on each as each will provide you a wealth, array, and a fulcrum of information and wisdom, I hope. (laughs) So, as your favorite librarian as well, <laughs> when you discover your interest, they will also help you to define what may serve and support the greatest version of yourself. And for many of us, that is something we believe we will reach in the future or later as we evolve as we explore certain things that we unbeknownst to ourselves did not know existed in our path that was holding us back from growing or from progressing or from gaining the the speed that we need or that we thought we needed with the things in life. And usually, usually that perspective comes from when we compare ourselves to others or things that we see throughout our lives mostly on social media or throughout our community or even throughout word of mouth for example when a co-worker or when a cousin from home has a new promotion and that's all that your mom or your friends can rave about it makes us begin to examine our own professional interest and and stability and standing and job security and what to do and how to climb to be the next big and best thing and what that looks like for ourselves but before we utilize what we have seen and then go in we need to first 
go within before we explore what is external from us. You know, explore how you serve yourself and how that can benefit others. If you know that writing is your greatest strength or one of them, and you know that you love, love, love to write technically or writing anything persuasive or even personal as far as poetry or narratives, possibly grant writing or doing something that can assist others in growing and evolving, not only with the focus to gain money or for compensation, but to help others to be their best self. And this is something, this empowerment helps you to not only feel good about yourself, but it helps others to feel good about themselves. And what greater way to give back in a Sankofa effect and way than to help others feel good about what they're doing as they're doing it. And that's why I love pairing books with music, because as I said, when you read, it's like visiting a relative. And each time you open that book, it's like visiting them, but it's a different narrative. Like songs are different because of different genres and tones and collections of comp- co- compositions, excuse me. We're able to see different interpretations of lifestyle as music is another form of art and art imitates life. And so I believe if you can finish a song or an album, even a mixtape, hell, even some of these crazy babbit ass trash what some people call songs I believe you can definitely finish a book a poem a short story a comic strip whatever you put your mind to because there's definitely something for you but figuring that out is also the journey and how you take each step along your journey is up to you but I want you to continue taking each step whether it be slow or fast and so One way to enjoy each step is to be, or excuse me, to do what you like and to become what you love. That way, every time you get up in the morning, no matter and regardless of what hits you or is around you, what's within motivates you, not what is around you. That's why I preach and I repeat and I always say, true love True joy, true happiness, true change is within. You don't find it in the world. You share it with the world. And some and many people search in vain. And that's why many books, many books like The Brilliance of Color by Charles Moore or even mm, Nobody Knows the Trouble I've Seen, The Emotional Lives of Black Women by uh, I. Uh, Burnett Ziegler. These books provide you just this fulcrum of information so that way you can find a balance as you build on the insight and the information you have, as you gain a greater education, traditional, non-traditional, I want you to be your best version of yourself and mistakes are going to be made and even mistakes are building blocks too. So (laughs) with this second episode, let me give you a bit of homework, friends. (laughs) If I'm going to do my best to give one episode a week, I want you to do your best to do or to finish one piece of literature, whether it be a comic book whether it be a short story, whether it be a novel, a novella, 
whether it be a graphic novel, whether it be a short story, whether it be an online comic strip, I want you to finish something and explore how it feels during and after, not just before. That anxiety of picking something out. Do something spontaneous. If you know the genre you love, I like comic books. I can finish a comic book in a day. I can finish a few in a day. But if my goal is one, and I focus on that, I pick up an Aquaman book, for example. An Aquaman comic book. Published, let's say, 2014. So it's not a recent title. So I'm not looking at anything new. But it's definitely an archive storyline. I'm going to take my time with that book and savor it. That way, if I like it, the next week, with whatever my next goal for my reading, I may want to revisit it because it resonates with me in different ways, like other pieces of literature. But the first goal that I want to give you is to finish a piece of literature and explore how it makes you feel, not only before, during, but most importantly, after. Does it feel good? Define that goodness. Is it a feeling you want again? Does it feel like a hug or an embrace? Does it feel like you're giving yourself a hug? And many people, they ask, all this from reading? Yeah. When you take the time to literally just sit down and focus. Open your heart and open your mind and absorb what is in front of you without distraction, that kind of self-discipline, that kind of self-care, showing up for yourself in that way, carves out time in your day for you. And for many of us, we don't have that. For many of us, reading is an audiobook on the way to school or dropping off the kids or going to work, and that too is reading. And when we do this for ourselves, and we continuously and develop a routine to do this, we see that we are gaining more time for ourselves as we show up for ourselves. And that is also one of the greatest illustrations of applying what you know. Showing up for yourself so you can constantly refine yourself. And with that, friends, I want to end this episode. <laughs> Be your best self. Be kind to yourself and apply what you know through your strengths. And until next time, try to finish a piece of literature, whether it be a comic book, a graphic novel, an online short story, hell, even if it's a long, 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 long Instagram story, you know the ones. <laughs> finish something and explore how it makes you feel. Explore that sweetness, that goodness, that intangible moment. A moment that you can recreate again. Until next time, friend. It's been great. <laughs> As always, this has been wonderful and fun. Remember, friend, you are not alone. There is something for you. Continue to read. And if you need more black or queer literature, check out my website, favoritelibrarian.com, or my Instagram, favoritelibrarian. Until next time, continue reading and prioritize your self love. <laughs>